Never has there been a reality TV show pumped with more testosterone, anger management issues and breakable doors than The Ultimate Fighter. We managed to run through 28 seasons before we finally put a stop to its careering madness, but soon it will grace our screens once more. And to be fair to it, it did give us some relatively entertaining, memeable and memorable moments. Unfortunately, what it didn't give us very often was good fights, interesting prospects or any sense it was even worth watching in its final days. So, with that being said, it's time to take a look back at the good old days, or maybe just the old ones, and discover the intricacies of its ups and downs, if reinvention can be possible, and what needs to be done to ensure that that is the case. I'm Balian from MMA On Point, and today we welcome Bet Online to the team. That's right, Bet Online is now an official partner of MMA On Point. That means you can join us for UFC 262 using the promo code on point to get a 50% sign up bonus good for up to $1,000. More on that later, but for now, here are the 10 things we don't want to see return from the Ultimate Fighter. Number 10. Ridiculous Team Challenges Tough was particularly prolific in its early days for having a whole slew of challenges that were designed to test the teamwork as well as physical and mental toughness of its competitors. Except, oh wait, this is a solo competition with only one winner, and these particular exercises have absolutely nothing to do with fighting in a cage. They were also used to help pick fights on occasion, but mostly served as a way for us to watch them all struggle to do a pointless task that simply had no bearing on what their future employment would entail. Tail. Sure, the Scarecrow Challenge gave me one of my favorite moments in television where Matt Hughes forced Joe Stevenson to spend one hour and 40 minutes making 204 rotations around Mike Whitehead's standing body only for Rich Franklin to immediately and gleefully forfeit the challenge. Yeah, that was a cruel one, I remember. But nonetheless, whether it was carrying logs or running relays, surely that time could be better spent showing the ins and outs of fight preparation, training, actual game planning, Number 9. Less Dubious Casting Let's face it, The Ultimate Fighter is reality TV. That is what made it so successful early on and also what ultimately caused its downfall. That being said, these contestants are expected to fight one another and some are there to win and move on to a successful career in the UFC. Unfortunately, however, certain casting choices throughout the years has often made us doubt that fact. Too often did we see fighters with an interesting backstory, personality or look make it onto the show despite having little to no experience in MMA. Some of these include Jason Thacker with his backstory about training in an abandoned truck stop but had zero professional fights, Gabe Rudiger who had a strong professional record but clearly didn't care about training or even making weight, he was 20 pounds over when the show started by the way, or Noah Inhofer who had a 1-2 and two record and decided to leave the show after Dana refused to let him call his girlfriend. These are just some examples but there were plenty more who weren't exactly UFC material. Number 8 less sob stories. Towards the show's final seasons, it seemed a new running theme was to include some kind of sob story for every other fighter looking to enter the house. 
These were usually played before the entrance fights took place and seemed to be almost a requirement for new fighters looking to get into the UFC. One of the beautiful things about MMA is that although it has helped many people cope with dire situations and going through adversity in life will certainly translate to the cage, it is open to any and all who wish to practice and compete. There are people from all walks of life doing MMA for all kinds of different reasons and trying to sell us on a sub story in the hopes that we will suddenly care about the fighting ability of an individual is like getting us to like a car just because it looks nice. If there's no engine, then it's simply just not going to go anywhere. Hopefully, spots on the show in future seasons offered to those with more talent and ability than those with the right selling points. Number 7 lackluster finales. The main purpose of The Ultimate Fighter was always to find one athlete left standing who would then be offered a UFC contract. The final matchup between the last two competitors would take place on special UFC cards known as Ultimate Fighter finales. The only problem being that a lot, if not all of the fighters from that season, whether they had won or lost, would also be invited to fight on the event as well. This unfortunately more than often led to a six-fight main card filled with talent already proven themselves not good enough to be in the UFC, now somehow in the UFC. There have been more than a number of lackluster events as a result of this, including the first Tough Brazil finale that was labeled as one of the worst UFC events of all time. These days, with the Dana White Contender Series, any fighter that simply doesn't make the cut could instead make an appearance there, and any fighters we wanted to see more who showed actual talent could then be included. Also, how about having the coaches fight on the finale? I mean, wasn't that the point? Number 6. Bigger Stakes and a Better Contract for the Winners So, after enduring 6-8 to eight weeks of hell including multiple weight cuts, constant arguing amongst contestants, no phone, no family and probably actually quite bad coaching, you finally win the Ultimate Fighter. And what is your reward? Well, you most likely will be locked into an 8-fight contract for pretty marginal pay. Both the reward and the stakes for the show need to change. On the Dana White's Contender series, every episode we see multiple fighters being handed out UFC contracts. The idea that we are supposed to be invested in the journey of 16 athletes all competing for something we see given away on a regular basis just doesn't fly anymore. That doesn't make sense. There needs to be a better incentive both for them and for us at home to watch. How about a cash prize for the winner, similar to the PFL and their $1 million reward? If only one of these 16 fighters is truly good enough to make it to the UFC, it's hard to feel like any of the fights are of a high enough level. And if they were, they'd probably just be on the Contender Series. Number 5. Holding up the title one of the absolute worst things we can think of about the Ultimate Fighter is the fact that whenever champions are involved as coaches, it always holds up the division. Expecting them to take time away from their own lives, schedules, families and training camps to spend weeks and weeks on a reality TV show whilst managing their title defense is pretty ridiculous. It is not only the 6-8 to eight weeks of filming but the time it takes to air the show and then having the fight coincide with the finale. We are talking 20-25 to 25 weeks minimum. Obviously, having a champion involved can also increase fan interest in not only the season but the rivalry between the coaches and the upcoming fight. But even so, something needs to be done about it affecting the rest of the weight class. Neither Rampage or Rashad were champions during their season and it was one of the most heated rivalries and entertaining back and forths the show ever produced. 
On the other hand, when Anthony Pettis and Gilbert Melendez, as well as John Jones and Chael Sonnen were set to coach, the title picture had to suffer, something which most fans will tell you isn't worth it for the sake of a TV show. Now we have the 145-pound belt and Max Holloway in limbo as a result of Brian Ortega and Alexander Volkanovsky as the coaches, which, unless they surprise us all, shows no sign of rivalry or entertainment outside of their scheduled fight. Number 4. No More Exhibition Fights Another lackluster product of The Ultimate Fighter is the nature of the fights themselves. Although conducted within the normal rule sets with UFC gloves and against relatively high-level competition, each fight does not go on the fighter's record and are always recorded as exhibitions. And I guess this would be fine, except it basically means that these fights have no bearing whatsoever on that fighter's legacy and in turn also mean very little to us. The stakes would indeed be higher if each undefeated fighter was fighting to keep it that way, protecting their place in the house as well as their record. It's understandable that these fights take place over a shorter period of time than they are used to, but the real reason for the exhibition bouts is that as soon as an official fight is recorded, it must be reported to the Nevada the State Athletic Commission. This in turn would of course reveal the results and winners of the bouts and show and wouldn't exactly make for great television. So this one is kind of understandable, but that being said, it certainly would be a good change moving forward if there was a way around this ruling. Number 3. Less Reality The key is in the name, Reality TV, and The Ultimate Fighter never shied away from this during its run, showing all manner of drama, antics, arguments, and even fights. However, the problem is that the initial appeal of reality TV was to draw in a casual audience, to appeal to the everyday person who could relate to a reality TV setting, especially back in the early 2000s when those things were all of the range. However, these days, the majority of MMA fans really only care about one thing, fights. Filling a show with drama and pranks might have been okay when airing on public television to catch those viewers flicking through channels, but the only people who watched The Ultimate Fighter in the last seasons really were MMA fans, trying to keep an eye on new and upcoming prospects. Yes, something needs to set tough apart from the Dana White's Contender series, but there's a lot more we could get an inside look into instead of jizz sushi, barbecues, and the throw the stuff in the swimming pool game. There's an opportunity to see game planning for the opponents, training session drills and instructions, each fighter's technical abilities in the gym as well as the nerves, diet and preparation that go into a fight. More actual reality about what it takes to be an MMA fighter, please. Number 2. A better method of handling weight cuts Not only an issue throughout the sport, but most definitely an issue in the Ultimate Fighter competition is making weight and weight cutting. The show is filmed over the course of 6-8 to eight weeks and in that time you might be expected to compete 4 times having to make weight for each bout. Combine this with the fact that you are bored, can only train when they let you, are out of your comfort zone, don't even know when and who you're going to fight, and the whole process becomes even harder. During the women's 115-pound tough season, many of the athletes discuss having to float around the 115-pound weight limit and it having a severe impact on their bodies both during the show and after it. We need a new system in place 
place that allows the fighters to not have to constantly cut their weight during the tough process. Perhaps a hydration test system could be implemented or even a catch weight process of some kind. Understandably, there is no easy fix to this one, but having these fighters constantly cutting weight is probably not going to end well and leads to lackluster performances and even dangerous situations. Number 2. Make sure the coaches fight one of the enjoyable things about the Ultimate Fighter was always a good rivalry between coaches. Whether it was banter or beratement, seeing as how we knew and respected the coaches' abilities inside the octagon, seeing them interact with each other was always rather fascinating. Uriah is a harmless little man. It's, <laughs> it was easy just to have fun and enjoy, enjoy the experience. Some great coach matchups have been Georges St. Pierre and Josh Koscheck, Michael Bisping and Jason Miller, Dominic Cruz and Uriah Faber, and of course Rampage Jackson and Rashad Evans. The best part was that no matter what these guys said to each other, we knew that after the season was said and done, we would get to see them fight, to air all their dirty laundry, get revenge for the weeks of pointless arguing and antics, and we at home could finally get some satisfaction. However, this was not always the case. More often than not, due to an injury or other reasons, the coaches never actually fought each other, and certainly not in time for the show's finale card. Oh, and that's another thing. Put the coaches' fight on the tough finale event. If you really want to give some meaning to these new UFC contenders and athletes, building up an entire season to drop a small Thursday night card on us, not even headlined by the coaches, really doesn't cut it. And you wonder why we stopped caring about the show at all. Thanks again to our new partners, Bet Online. Make sure to come and join us over at betonline.ag to get a 50% sign-up bonus good for up to $1,000. You can play along with us this weekend on the first ever live studio fight companion featuring world-renowned MMA referee Mark Goddard. Visit betonline.ag for all the details. A big shout out to Luke Taylor for editing this video. You can find him and some of his amazing artwork on Twitter at cool to me underscore. Shout out to Ben Rosette and the excellent music he provided during the intro video. His music can be found on streaming platforms everywhere. There is a link in the description and follow him at Ben Rosette on Instagram and on Twitter. Thank you very much for watching everyone today. Please go ahead and like and subscribe if you did enjoy the content. We upload at least three videos every week for your viewing pleasure. Go ahead and leave a comment below if you want to join in the discussion and follow us on Twitter at MMA on Point and myself at Balian underscore plays. You can now jump in and join the community discord as well if you want to continue the discussion further and I hope you've enjoyed yourselves. I'll see you in the next one.